Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fixed. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We are two modern mamas here to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, open minds, and joy, no matter your journey or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder and Indy Bow. I love outdoor adventure, good food, especially sourdough, and mindful movement. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, Enneagram coach, and mama to Bear and Camille. I'm passionate about helping people become the best versions of themselves. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Mamas podcast. We're your hosts, <laughs> Jess and Laura. <laughs> we are uh, really cool. We're so cool. We're like the coolest people I know. The coolest. I mean, I think so, but I'm very biased because it's us. <laughs> I'm not biased at all. I don't know what you're doing about. this thing for. Now we're on like the second, we're, we're closer to six years than five, which mm. is crazy. Bananas. And we've been, we just keep getting cooler in age, I think. <laughs> I agree. I I mean, I think that's an objective <laughs> phrase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Facts. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I, so the kids are back in school. They had off on Monday, which was kind of nice just because it was like, I don't know. It's just like startling to like go from like two weeks of just hanging out and yeah. then have to like wake up on Monday and hit the ground running. So they had, I think they had like a teacher work there or something at school. And so Monday was really nice. We kind of got to like, you know, just prepare them and everyone, you know, started to go to sleep a little bit closer to our normal bedtime and wake up a little bit closer to our normal get up time. And so it was good. It's been good. And then Tim and I, you know, it's like, I got, I've been consistently, I'm just jumping in, I guess. I, Let's do it. <laughs> I'd consistently, well, been training for the half marathon. And so really like consistently active. And then I ran the race and then I got super sick and then it like lingered forever. And then the kit, and then it was like, you know, Christmas and like all this stuff and really just like got out of the practice of like moving my body. Yeah. And so, you know, we're just like back to it. And I'm really excited because I think I shared part of like, doing the half marathon training was like, I kind of have this new approach to fitness where I just want to like explore different, different things and just kind of give it a shot in my brain. I'm like, I'll try something for like a quarter. Cause it took me about three months, three, four months to train for the half marathon. And so that was kind of the last quarter. And then this quarter I am going to try and just keep up with a regular yoga practice. I've never been able to ever, Fun. ever, ever, ever. Yeah, and I'm really, really excited about it because it's one of those things where it's like, I know this will serve me. It is very, very difficult for me in a lot of ways, like strength, flexibility, 
like just being intentional <laughs> with my brain, you know, during the practice of yoga. And so therefore, I know it's probably going to be really good for me to, to kind of explore that. And so I started with I had like crowdsourced some like, I wanted like a very specific like, like 30 days or 60 days, like, this is what we're going to do today. This is what we're going to do the next day, like a guided kind of practice. And everyone recommended yoga by Adrienne. And Love so, her. oh, I'm like, I, I don't really, I think I've heard of her before, but like, I never like really checked her out. And she is just delightful. <laughs> Not only is she like, obviously a great yoga teacher, but like, she just seems like a delightful human. And she's a Texan, which, you know, can like, it just, there's a is little she? bit. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. She's a Texan. And so there's like a little bit of like a connection there. Her dog, I, I'm sure you've like seen him before. She, her dog is like always there, like right beside the mat on her, with her. And so anyway, she's doing this like 30 day, I guess she does it like every year, like a 30 day, like guided yoga series to start off January. So I started doing it and it is great. It's very hard. Like I mentioned, but it's been great so far. I'm on day four and okay. we'll see how it goes on the, in conjunction with the yoga in the morning. Cause that's like 20 or so minutes. But in conjunction with that, I've decided to kind of like flip the script for me and like, maybe like the traditional new year's narrative, which is like new year, new me, like I'm going to slim down and I'm going to, you know, drop the pounds and all this stuff. So in my brain, I flip the script and I'm like, I'm going to like get get big you know not like like get strong you know take take up more space just because you know it's been interesting with the half marathon training that was such a cool goal to accomplish and a lot of like physical benefits from that in different ways but like I lost significant amount of strength and muscle like tissue (laughs) in my booty which Tim keeps Tim kept saying like you're you're like you know, he's a, I think he's a butt, butt guy. Sorry. TMI, so but. <laughs> very much, very much so. But he was like, your, your booty is disappearing. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> so anyways, I uh, started a new strength training cycle, which feels really good. Good for my joints, like good for everything. It's a hypertrophy cycle. And so cool. I'm excited for that. And it feels good. Like I don't feel for the first time in a long time, I don't, I, ne- I didn't feel any pressure. I didn't feel any like, okay, we're going to make radical changes come like mm-hmm. January. It was just like, okay, like we're going to get back to like moving our bodies, developing some strength, like, you know, back to the basics kind of in a lot of ways. And like, it just feels really good. Like I, I think the marathon training and knowing that like I could just show up and keep showing up and changes would happen over time, like empowered me to do that with like a lot of different things in my life. So including this, the fitness journey that I'm having with hypertrophy and yoga and all of that. So we'll just see taking it day by day. I love it. And I love your mindset around it. Like you're not trying to, I don't know, change yourself. You're trying to Mm. embrace who you are and and care for yourself. I think that's, there's a big, you know, a big switch in terms of headspace there, which is huge. Right. And I feel like for me, What's as a like former, well, actually, probably still re- recovering, always recovering, kind of like body dysmorphia, like orthorexia, you know, all these things where I focused on like changing my body, like in a way that's like I'm doing exercise because I want to like be smaller, lose 10 pounds, whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, that that shift is. Like, I I think it's a very subtle shift, but it's like, I want to run a marathon because I want to see what my body can do. 
I want to, you know, get stronger because I just want to see how strong I can get, you know, like, I think it's a very subtle shift around that, like, mindset, maybe semantics. But like, for me, it's been very empowering, just to kind of like work on repeating to myself, like, I'm doing this because I want to get strong. Like, I'm doing this because I want to see what my lungs can do. So I don't know, rambling, rambling. I think semantics are so important when it comes to mindset. It might seem potentially trivial to some, but just the way like a word choice can make a huge difference. I, I 100% agree. So that's kind of a major thing. What, what Mm. else? What, how are you feeling? I'm, I forgot more to share, but I feel like a back and forth would be good. Yeah, that sounds good. It's because today's just catch up, smash up. Things are good. We're falling into a nice rhythm now that Rusty is not working. (laughs) He's working, but he's not working that I just have to say it like soul sucking job. And it wasn't the company. It was the job. He is not, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. And I'm just so proud of him for, you know, sticking it out quote unquote for 10 months for us and helping us get out of debt. And it was just, it was, it was important in that season. It was fucking hard in that season with a newborn and, but we did it and I'm proud of us and we give each other high fives like every day, but yeah, we found our new rhythm. So today's went Thursday when recording Monday was like a quasi work day, kind of like I didn't, it wasn't technically a work day for CrossFit, but I was getting some stuff done. I get to all week this week. Typically it's two days a week where I put out like create schedule, put out edit like the email of the day for CrossFit, but I'm covering for my friend Kelly on our team. And so I'm, I've been doing it for like two weeks barring, I set a pretty hard boundary on like the actual holidays. Mm. And so it's just been fun to have like a little something to do to, you know, get hours because I'm a contractor, which is great. And and I love it. It's creative and it's fun. So anyways, I'm doing that all this week. And so our new rhythm is that Rusty's up early and so as am I, usually I beat him and he goes and coaches either the five and 6am at Storm King CrossFit or just the six. And he gets home about 7.15. And at that point, typically both girls are up and they get up around seven. And I, you know, good morning snuggles and make the bed and all that kind of transition, Nurse Cindy. And then around by 7.45, I like to be out the door and I get to the gym and I work out from like 8 to 8.30. And I'm just kind of doing what I've been doing. You know, I, I really have grown to a space after like years of fitness, oftentimes unhealthy or overtraining, especially. I've gotten to a point where, especially like with my background in programming and CrossFit, where I can kind of just walk in the door and be like, what, like check in my body and like what will feel good today and also help with adaptation. Because the whole goal of fitness is to adapt and like push a little bit. But given the night's sleep the night before, the stress level, all of that, I've, I'm really proud of the way I've been able to kind of tune into being able to remember <laughs> and uh, like it's all relative, right? Like relative intensity, relative strength for the day based on life. And so anyway, so I've been going in and like 30 minutes is plenty for me. I get in, I'm, I, you know, cause I wake up in the morning and I flow and I do some band work or squats and pushups. So like my body's pretty warm and then I stand while I work. So I just get in there and I hit it, uh, whatever feels good for the day. So oftentimes it's the cap workout, the CrossFit affiliate programming that I'm that team that I'm a part of, where I just kind of create something on the fly and 30 minutes. And then the coffee box is the, is the coffee shop that it's attached to the gym. So I walk in there, get myself a half-calf Americano, and they've got standing tables, and I work from, the goal is to be working at like 8.30. So 8.30 to 10.30, work my butt off, and then come home, snuggle Indy, give Rusty a kiss, get her down for a nap, and then work basically until she wakes up from her nap. And so that works out well, where then Rusty goes to the gym at the noon class, straight from the, in case you guys wanted to play-by-play, straight from the (laughs) noon class. He then goes to pick up Evie and her buddy from forest school because we have a sweet carpool situation where our friends live down the street. They pick Evie up, take her, and then Rusty picks both girls up and drops Charlie at home and brings Evie home. And then 
the plan is for as we now get really into it and I'm, you know, finding our rhythm, then once he drops Evie off, we're going to do like a homeschool lesson or just hang the three of us, me, Andy, and Evie for an hour. He's going to go to the basement and work on his craft, which is CrossFit and the thing that he's really committing to his gift as a trainer and just moving forward in that capacity. And so then he'll go have an hour or so and then he comes up and then if I need more time, I'll head to the library because I cannot work in the basement. It's a freaking dungeon. <laughs> and it's, it's and then we like have like a nice early dinner and a slow roll to bedtime. And we've all been like sitting on the bed and we read the illustrated editions of Harry Potter. And so we're on book five. And so we all snuggle in on the bed and read Harry Potter. And then once Indy's had enough and starts to yell at us, she's a <laughs> yeller. And I know I've talked to you about this and not mm-hmm. necessarily like a bad thing, like not yelling out of anger, but she's just a very Vocal, vocal, very yeah. vocal baby, and very, very chatty. I don't, I don't. I mean, it was so long ago, and I don't. You know, I'm not comparing to be like one is one journey is better than the other, but I feel like she's talking sooner. Like mm-hmm. she says, she says, "Mama, Daddy, Sis, Wow." She's got like a bunch of words that mm-hmm. I, before one even. Um, she's also walking. Yesterday, she like was in a squat in the kitchen eating some sourdough or something. Stands up out of the squat and just start. She took like eight steps and then just like sat on her butt. I was like, okay. Cause up until that point I'd been like using our fingers a little bit, walking along the bed. She's taking, she took like up to like four or five steps wobbly, but I guess, I guess it's happening. So that's wow. been fun, but yeah, she's very like physically, it's very fun to watch her move. So anyways, that's kind of our rhythm now. And it, it just, it feels so much better. And I feel like, of course, I, earlier this week, I was having like jaw pain and I realized I had been clenching. I've been drinking too much coffee because the coffee box hadn't yet gotten their decaf beans in. <laughs> I think that was a part of it. But then also, I mean, I, I like it feels good to say it aloud. Like there is now, for a long time, we had worked towards Rusty having this job, some of that financial pressure like off my shoulders. And it's back. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel permanent. I, I see that things are shifting. You know, we manifest him getting more seminars and he has two this month already. And so I know it's going to be okay, but I do. I have to just make sure that I'm checking in with that because mm-hmm. the week between Christmas and New Year's, I think I already said it's like my my back flared up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think we recorded on the Thursday morning. The Thursday later in the morning, I had like a full-blown like big, big, big cry mm. in the chiropractor's office made the front office gal like incredibly uncomfortable, <laughs> but I needed it. I mean, I walked into the office and they had called me, but I had notifications off and the chiropractor was out sick and mm. I needed the adjustment so badly. And I just like, I mean, that wasn't, that was like, you know, when our kids like mm-hmm. break down because you cut their crust wrong, mm-hmm. it's not the crust. It's like mm-hmm. the, the lead ups. So anyways, right. that was like the straw that broke the broke the water gates and I just mm-hmm. like so- I just sobbed and it felt it actually felt so good and then I had therapy that afternoon just like working through big transitions I mean I've been sharing here like we're not moving to Wyoming anymore we've committed to staying here which for some somehow magically I think because it's the right decision it doesn't feel scary to me and we have never committed to staying somewhere <laughs> so it feels really <laughs> cool you know Rusty losing his job and us just like big shifts, big changes, but also big trust. And so, and also a lot of pause. And so my word is really already like paid off like tenfold Mm -hmm. um, in this first week of the new year. And I've taken a lot more time to pause and be present with the girls and having that like dedicated work time in the morning has been huge. And so things are good. That's, that's the latest here fitness back into, you know, I, I, I move my body every day in some capacity, but like getting, I took some time away from the gym, big chunk, bigger chunks than usual over the holiday and it feels good to be back. Yeah. And I don't think we didn't get to share like our new years. So we should definitely do that because yeah. I definitely have some stuff to share there. And, and Indy's birthday, my goodness. Oh yeah. Like I, I feel like we chatted after that, but we didn't. She no. actually had her first birthday. So 
that's the latest in terms of like rhythm and routines. But I would love to hear how your maybe we can just do like you said the bounce back and forth, how your New Year's went, and then I can share a little bit about ours and Indy's first birthday. Oh my gosh, yes! And what was truly like one of my favorite days of all time in my whole life. So (laughs) it was was I know big. Big, bold statements there. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, you know, I, our New Year's, okay, let me, oh gosh, it's like that week between Christmas and New Year's was like, I think we talked about it a little bit. Like we watched all the Lord of the Rings movies leading up to New Year's and it was so good. It was just, oh my gosh, Uh, Tim and I have both declared, like we've never, we've watched them all like individually, but we've never watched them like The Hobbit all the way through the Lord of the Rings. And so by the end of it, we just realized like what an epic tale and story it was and have all declared, everyone in the house has declared that to be our favorite movie of all time, movies of all time. So anyways, if you haven't yet done that, I highly, highly encourage you to watch them. They're so good. In our opinion, better than Harry Potter and we love Harry Potter and also better than Game of Thrones. Evie's, Evie's probably going to have to have some words with you. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter is amazing. Harry Potter is amazing. She's it's obsessed. Just, it's oh, adorable. It's so good. And they both have such like parallel, like the epicness, but like, yeah, I don't know. Just the characters in Lord of the Rings are just so good. I mean, I looked over. So my little bear, he is just, both of my kids are very feeling in different ways, but bear... <laughs> I look over and it's this moment and it's where Frodo is telling, I, I don't think I'm going to run much by this, but Fro- it's a, an emotional moment where Frodo is telling his friend Samwise, the other little hobbit that they're on this journey together. He's like basically being mean to him and telling him to leave, like, leave me alone, like get out of here. And Samwise is like crying and I'm crying. And then I look over and I thought Bear was laughing because I've honestly never heard him. He hasn't, cried much in his life it's it's kind of crazy like of course when he was a baby but since like the age of three like he has like, he's not a crier in that like we hear it often whereas like cammy is much more expressive in that way but anyways i look over i th- i thought he was so- or i thought he was laughing and so i'm like kind of laugh crying and i at him and i look over and no it's like pure just unleashed sorrow sobbing so hard he can't catch his breath i'm laughing only because it's like oh my god whoa. that's adorable it was like i we were both like it's okay buddy like, it's oh, right. sweet boy. now's his first time seeing that one he's seen it before but it's like it's such an interesting thing because i think he's just at an age where he's like understanding like the new emotional nuance more Mm, yeah and so it's like it's a little deeper yeah it it hit differently like for sure because the same thing happened when i think i shared about this too we watched monsters inc the other day and he's seen it a million times we've all seen it a million times and there's it's like the end scene where like the little girl's like kitty or something's happening very emotional (laughs) yeah and he did the same thing he was just like sobbing and we were both like i love him so much so anyways it's just an epic tale (laughs) back to the lord of the rings like the point of it epic tale so emotional such a journey especially if you watch them all together so anyways we did that and then we spent new year's with melissa our mutual friend melissa and bj her husband and their kiddos super low-key we were like 
because they have kiddos. I think Kai is six, five or six, and then Ko is like 18 months. And so we were like, okay, we're not staying up till midnight. Like, what's our plan? We want to hang out. So we went to their house and she cooked like so many lovely foods. Like we had chicken wings and she made a roast caldo, which is like this chicken and rice Filipino dish that's kind of like part of like her family's New Year's tradition. And then I brought like some black eyed, a bit, it was like Hop and John kind of without the rice. I brought that. And then we did like, my kids have never done fireworks. And it's mostly because like they've never been awake. Like we've never had them stay up late enough to like do fireworks in, at any like holiday. And so like they just have never like they know about them. They've like seen them before kind of vaguely. But we did like sparklers and like little poppers and like little like whizzers that like went up into the air and came back down like straight back down. And they had so much fun. And so we did sparklers and just hung out and like the kids kind of did their thing and the adults got to sit outside and like sip on some cocktails and chit chat and it was just a really good time i got to taste soju for the first time which is I believe it's like a korean look liquor and so bj made us like this really tasty soju drink and then tim made french 75s which is like gin and lemon like a simple syrup lemon and then like topped with champagne and that was fun and that was our last night of drinking because I mentioned, I think I mentioned before on the last episode, I'm going to do my very best to attempt to have a dry 2023. And I have a little like app that's tracking it because I just like to see my progress. And so it's been 298,332 seconds since my since I've last had alcohol. And I feel fine about it so Nailed far. It. I mean, it's also, only- it's also been that long for me. <laughs> unintentionally (laughs) actually i had a hot toddy on new year's day so fewer seconds it's been since (laughs) since sunday (laughs) so like maybe a two hundred thousand seconds yeah (laughs) that's fun good for you yeah that was that was our new year's it was great it was really easy we were back home by like 10 i think we were in bed by 10 30 and you know of course our neighborhood is like right it's like smack in the middle of downtown and so it was just, we, I, I don't think I slept, like I could not fall asleep because it was non-stop. Mm. When I say non-stop, I'm, oh, not, I'm like, there was not a lull to be had by the time like we got home. And then when we tried to like get in bed at 1030 all the way to like 1230, it was just constant. And then it was over. And then, <laughs> and then it was then, over. And then we slept and everything was fine. We, we all made it through. But yeah, that was, that was New Year's. It no was way. great. It was everything that... I wanted it to be, and then, and then some. Hey friends, Laura here. Popping in real quick to talk about Paleo Valley. Should come as no surprise that I love this company. I've been using them since well before Evie was born and now all the way through motherhood, travel, second pregnancy, Indy's birth, and beyond. And today I want to talk specifically about the organ complex. I have found that this product has been the single most beneficial supplement for my postpartum experience. It's helped with recovery. It's helped nourish me deeply. There, in my opinion, is no stronger superfood than grass-fed organs. And this pill makes them easy to take, palatable, and simple to get that deep, deep nourishment. You can save 15% off any Paleo Valley order with code ModernMamas at checkout, or simply go to paleovalley.com slash modernmamas. Happy nourishing. I have some more stuff I want to talk about, but first I want to hear about your 
your New Year's Eve. You're in okay. an indie. Indie. Yeah. Year. It was very emotional and not in a bad way. Just like this is our last first birthday. And I was having a lot of flashes back to this time last year and, you know, coming into birthing her. And we, so New Year's Eve, we basically just kind of recreated, which I think will just be our new tradition. We recreated our New Year's Eve from when I went to labor. And it was very, very powerful, especially now that, you know, Evie's a little bit older. So I made my simple stew. It's our absolute favorite. Plus, well, I'll start with the morning. We made muffies, which we hadn't made. We haven't made in a long time. That's like our version of a sourdough English muffin. So it's my recipe, well, recipe in mind that we created. And then instead of doing rounds, we make them square because it's it's significantly easier. You don't have to like waste any dough. So we just cut them into squares. And so we had sourdough English muffins and it was lovely. And we just had like a very mellow New Year's Eve. And we took a long nap after breakfast. And then we went for like a nice family walk. We're starting to look at some properties around here. His Rusty's mom is considering like investing in like some foreclosures to fix up and flip or rent out or any things of that nature. So we just walked around our neighborhood, which was lovely, you know, feeling like home and seeing the, the mountains and all that. So that was great. And then we came home. I started making stew. I had a loaf of focaccia ready to bake. We bought, when we were on our trip to the coast, we bought a kid's version of Settlers of Catan, which I highly recommend. I think it says seven up, but Evie like rec shop. So we played that, had a glass of wine. So I was like getting the stew ready and then came in and we played and it was just lovely. And then we had dinner and then we went out into the backyard and we made a fire and we had our Christmas tree back there. And so the same as last year, what we did is we had little slips of paper and Evie was like so excited to cut them out. She was very involved this year. And we started with like three or four things going around in a circle, writing down things we wanted to release or let go of from 2022. And not, and like with a mindset of like, these aren't bad things. They brought us where we are, but we just want, we want to move through them. We want to move past them. We want to leave them in 2022. And with each slip that before we threw it in the fire, Rusty would throw a piece of the tree on. So the fire would go, you know, get all big. And we throw our piece in and like watch it burn. And we were sharing them too, which was really fun. Evie kept saying, I just, I, when we got to like intentions for the year ahead, she kept saying, I just, I'm looking forward to fun with family and friends and warm weather, <laughs> like over and over in different, different iterations of that same intention. So I think she's looking forward to summer already, apparently. She can come down to Texas and we'll give <laughs> we'll her all summer. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, this is probably a very good sign from her that Wyoming would not have been a good fit. <laughs> and so cause my mother-in-law is like in, like they hit like negative 47 before Christmas. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, know, I don't I know. Even, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think I like it. They get a lot of sunshine, but not warm weather. So anyways, and so that was really lovely. And then we moved into setting kind of intentions, manifestations, hopes, words for the new year. It was nice to kind of just like sit back with pause and kind of talk through that a little bit more with just Rusty because we had friends over last time we did it. And then we came inside and just like last year we turned on Harry Potter and Rusty had made, we talked about, I think on the last one, like the baking with or binging with Bobbish, like burnt butter or browned butter chocolate chip cookies. Burnt butter. And we, ha- mm. we had saved some, not burnt, <laughs> we had saved some and they freeze just in case you're looking at that recipe, they freeze beautifully. So we freeze some. And so we had like vanilla ice cream. We rebaked those and we sat and we watched Harry Potter and ate cookies and it was just dreamy. And the girls were asleep by pretty much their usual time. Like Evie, until she asks, you know, we're just like, eh, whatever. I'm not, we're not big New Year's people except for the fun of like the catharsis of processing. I love that. So I love that in these like my water broke on New Year's Eve and the, the beginnings, you know, I did a ton of processing on New Year's Eve anyways. And then Rusty and I stayed up and had some very quality time together. That was much needed. Bounce, go wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah, it was lovely. And then I went to bed at like probably 10, 15, which is very late for me. And he was like, I was like, are you going to stay up? And he's like, I don't know. We'll see. And he said he, he climbed in bed and kissed me at like 12.02. And so he got in and then the next morning was New Year's Day and also Indie Girl's first birthday, which is crazy. So I had cinnamon rolls fermenting or Indie's sourdough sticky buns, which many of you might remember was the first meal that I ate after delivering her at home on New Year's Day last year. And so we, I woke up first, but I did sleep until six, which for me is like very late. And Evie, so I like, you know, made my coffee and kind of like prepped the, got the cinnamon rolls out to get to room temp and got the oven preheating. And Evie woke up at like 6.45. So I didn't have as much time as usual alone, which I really realized that I need in the morning to start my day. And so once everyone woke up, I was like, I just, I was kind of just feeling like a lot of like kinesthetic energy, a little bit like frenetic, couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I think that I needed some alone time with Indy to like take a couple breaths and like process through this monumental, I don't know, for me, it's, it, feel, it felt big. And so I got her all wrapped up and we went for a walk, just the two of us outside. And I voxed my, one of my best friends in the whole world, Kelsey, and just kind of like spewed some feelings on her. And then just like spent some time just like chatting with Indy as we, as we walked. And then we got home just as the cinnamon rolls were finishing up and we ate cinnamon rolls and we sang to Indy. We put a one, I found this like awesome beeswax candle, one candle and put it in there and I filmed it and I have a reel on Instagram. It was, it was like the, I mean, it was like, you know, just exactly what you'd expect from like a movie or something. But she just, we, she was like looking back and forth as we sang to her, like looking at all of this, like this is for this attention. It's all for me, you know, <laughs> standing in her play while they're like standing stool thing. And she like let the whole song go with the candle and everything. And then we, and then she, she, she knows like anything that's hot, she blows on. So she was like, shh, shh, trying to blow it out. And then she went to go grab the candle and Rusty blew it out and we pushed it to her. And she just like, first she like took the sticky topping and was like, put, it's her first one, put it in her mouth. And then she's just like, yes, yes. Like nodding her head. Yes, yes. And then, and then she just like keeps going. And then she's like, she like picks the whole thing up and is like, this is the best day ever. Yeah, totally. So that was really adorable. So we ate cinnamon rolls and then we got all packed up and we look, we we can look at our window to the mountain hurricane Ridge at the top of the Olympic national park. And you can see what the weather's doing up there. And it was like blue, just straight blue. So we're like, okay, there's always a chance there's going to be a line at the gate but let's just do it. So we loaded up sleds. I was like, I'm getting my snowboard. I haven't snowboarded since before I got pregnant. So it's been two seasons and we got all packed up and we're up, the, we're up to the top of the mountain in 35 minutes. There's no line. And it is just, I mean, like bright blue with blue years of the, day, I mean, unreal, right. Yeah. And so we get up there and we, we get the girls like, you know, all snuggly and we hit the sledding hill first. And I haven't belly laughed like that in so long. Like it was, it was this, the hill was like so fast. And I was, I was going, I went down by myself a few times, like with the girls. And then we, we like had a little photo shoot out looking over the view. Cause it's just unbelievably beautiful. And it, that was so fun. And then I, we walked back to the car, got Indy in like the hiking backpack and I got my snowboard and my boots on. And I hit like four runs, just like hiking up the bunny hill and snowboarding down. So I didn't have to buy a pass. And it was like the best ever. And then we got, we loaded up, got down the mountain, made hot toddies. I, we made sourdough pizza and then what we finished Harry Potter and moved on to the next one. And then I had baked a sourdough pumpkin pie. Cause for Indy's first birthday, we put a candle in a pie and say, we put a zero candle in. And so we, we gave her a piece of it and she just like went to town. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was like smash cake times, you know, five, because it's pumpkin pie. So it's like very messy and it was adorable. <laughs> and then we cleaned up and we're all asleep by like nine, I think. And it was just, I just, I don't even have the words. It was just one of those days that like unexpected, there's not the same kind of pressure that's on Christmas necessarily, you know, to like 
and not the pressure of like, it has to be perfect, but the buildup, mm-hmm. the anticipation, like it's Christmas day tomorrow. It was just kind of like, it just happened to be like such an awesome day. And it just, it was so flowy and very, very, very cathartic. That was our transition into the new year. And then, you know, heading into Monday and, and like Rusty didn't have those like Sunday scaries of like, Oh God, I got to go mm-hmm. back, you know? And that was really, really huge too. Mm-hmm. And I, as I'm talking, I have this, like my laptop went black and I have like the, <laughs> the pictures of our family going through and I'm feeling very emotional. So anyways, mm-hmm. life is good. And there things can, you know, that doesn't mean that there isn't some hard stuff and challenges and like money stress and pressure built into that. But overall, I'd say like coming into the new year versus like two weeks before Christmas all together, like we, we just feel so much more grounded and content, I think mm-hmm. is a good word. Like I find myself just throughout the day just be like, man, I'm so happy, you know, because I'm able to slow down more because I have very designated work time, which is always what I wanted, you know, designated work time so that then I know that I can like, once I come home for a nap, I can really be home for a nap, mm-hmm. you know? So it's been good. Things are good here. And that was our New Year's and it was very special. I'm really excited for what's to come this year. And it kind of kicks off too. Like we get this trip and to start, you know, it's nice that it's not in January, but coming together with you and Ashley and getting to go to California where it will hopefully be sunny in February. I think that's a really, I think I kind of want to start doing this every year, mm-hmm. like going to California, getting some good weather in February, which can be a tough month. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you have the holidays and then it's like, okay. And then January, like everything feels new and fresh. And, and then it's like February hits and you're like, Ooh, it's gray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that'll be really nice. So that's the latest year. I love it. Oh, sounds like a magical, a magical, like transition into the it new was. year. Yeah. I'm so. very grateful. It's kind of exactly, I think, I think what I needed to, to kick off the year feeling like, okay, I got this. Cause you know, right. I'm, I'm hoping to be cut, to come on full time with CrossFit and I've had some great conversations with my boss and I'm, I'm also like really feeling excited and invested in radical roots and the sourdough sisterhood and like continuing that path. And so it's like, I just, I feel like it was just the transition I needed to be like, I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. We can do this as a family. Like it feels like very, very possible to find some semblance of balance too. So it'll be good. It's amazing. Anyways, yeah. That's the latest. I love you. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's interesting. Cause you know, we're kind of talking about like, we kind of did our new year's episode already. And mm-hmm. I have to, I have to say, I have to come circle back around here and say that, like, you know, I had this idea in my head of, like, I my word, my vibe, if you will, has, like, I think it's kind of bounced around. I think I shared initially, I was like, oh, it's going to be the year of fun. And then after, like, Tim and I's conversation, it was like, well, maybe not so much fun. Now I'm going to change it to consistency. And then, you know, the Tuesday rolled around, and it's, like, time to kind of, quote, unquote, get back to work. And... You know, part of my challenge that has always been part of my challenge is to like pause. It's almost like your word is to pause and like actually think about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And is this what like it feels right? Because I have uh, just a, a tendency to quickly make decisions and then move on, which can be a very positive thing in a lot of scenarios, but it can also be to my detriment where. I kind of get on, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but like autopilot mode where it's just like, well, this is what I've decided I'm going to do. So then this is what I'm going to do. Like everywhere I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do that thing. And I rarely reflect. <laughs> it's just, I would consider if I was going to categorize myself into a column of either, either being a doer or like a thinker, I think 
that I am much more of a doer. However, I got this like, I don't know. Well, it, it wasn't just this random like suggestion out of nowhere. I wish it was, but it like with from within myself, Tim was like, I think that it would be beneficial for you to just sit down and think about what you want to do, you know, like what, what that looks like and what brought you joy and what was really challenging and like, you know, all of these things. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Cause I was like trying to sit down. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do today? Like, what's my, what's my plan? And I had no idea, like really no idea. And so we went to the coffee shop on, when was that? Was it Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. And I just sat and I tried to think and I tried to think and I was like trying to like create this schedule and like create all these things that I was going to fill my day with and like how I was going to utilize that time productively. And I just kept getting like increasingly more frustrated and like kind of agitated and just Tim was like asking if I was okay because I, I, I guess I was like sighing or doing something like tapping my foot. And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel... I feel frustrated. Like I feel lost. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't have the answers. I don't have a plan. And he was like, I think that you should slow down. It's like, it's only like day one. And it's like, I was like, of course I don't have to figure this out today. Like I can take this time to like really put some intention toward it. So anyways, I've kind of tried to slow down a little bit. I did Kind of like my friend has this like guided, just like a bunch of questions she had. She had like a PDF that she created and it was like reflecting on 2022 and like asking some hard questions and asking some really fun questions too, but like kind of reflected on 2022 and then kind of like dreamt for 2023. And it just brought to light a lot of like kind of priorities and what things from 2022 that I have every intention of carrying into 2023 that when I reflected on were probably some of the more frustrating and challenging and unfulfilling things that I was doing. And so I'm kind of, to borrow from your word, like I'm kind of in a pause right now. And I think, you know, we've talked about this again, too, before. It's like January is this like arbitrary time where we've designated in the middle of winter, mind you, that this is the time where you're going to have all the energy to do all the things and you're going to set your goals and you're going to like, you know, be refreshed and ready to tackle. And like, I'm just not feeling it. I was feeling it. I do. I feel like I have an energy that is shif- shifting. But I, I feel like I'm still in the shift, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not on the other side of this, like, transition energetically. And so I'm still doing a lot of thinking. So all that to say, like, I don't know. I thought I had chosen a vibe. And I'm getting, like, thoughts around that, like, maybe that's not it. Like, I, I don't know. And I think that's okay. And so. God, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great, right? <laughs> I feel like people are listening, like, oh, yeah. And that's why I went with pause this year. It's like, I, that's why I don't do a resolution because yeah, I I mean, like you said, middle of winter coming off of like anticipation and chaos and like nonstop holiday. And then we're supposed to like finish Christmas and within a week set an intention and like be all new. And no wonder for lots of people, it doesn't stick Mm -hmm. because it's so, it's so unrealistic. It's like contrary to the natural flow of things. I feel like that's why I do the quarterly because I, everything could change in four months, Mm -hmm. three months. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, cool, let's check back in in spring when mm-hmm. it actually makes way more sense to, <laughs> to 
to come into like new decisions and forward momentum as the sun is coming, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. I love that you shared that here because I imagine there are people listening who are like, oh, right. And Thank I, you. Yeah. And I just, not that anyone needs it, but permission to like sit for a bit and know that like, I think, I think it's important, right? Like this word or vibe or like these intentions that you're setting for me, I'll speak for myself. It was like, okay, I've got 30 minutes. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to like, like, I'm going to think probably for five or 10 minutes about what like my word's going to be. And then like, that's it. And I, and I realized, and through conversation with Tim, he was like, I, the importance of this to me, if, if this is truly going to be something that I'm going to like center myself around for an entire year, <laughs> I probably should take some time with it <laughs> and not just rush to the first, the first thing that pops into my mind. So anyways, permission to also reevaluate permission to pause. If you need it, take some, because I think that the more I'm, I'm learning, unlearning about myself and productivity and like, just the pace at which I frequently move through life, the more I'm learning that like a lot of other people probably feel that similar. It's almost like a anxiety driven need to like never stop moving and never stop doing. So if I feel that I feel like, yes. And, and And I think, you know, it is, it's very seven. It's not, it's very unhealthy nine. <laughs> I mean, I think for any of us in an unhealthy state, this drive to like do versus be sometimes mm-hmm. can be to our detriment. And I think also just in general as like a, as just people, like our mm-hmm. collective group, like I feel like more and more of us are have found ourselves there mm-hmm. and feel that this is not what I want to do. This it's not is not, yeah, this is not how I want to live my life. And I don't know, it's just been, it's been really impactful for me. It's like, and this other word that keeps kind of like coming to mind and I'm like, just like determined not to like latch onto the first thing that pops into my mind again. But I keep getting this word wonder and I'm like, mm. wonder, like, what is that all about? And I <laughs> find myself like my eyes, this is going to sound so I don't know, kind of cheesy, maybe some philosophical, whatever you want to call it. But like, I, I feel like for a long time, like I haven't been pausing to like stop and wonder at like the beauty around us again. Like I feel even cheesy just saying it, but like there, I'm here for it. I mean, I know you are, but there is so much like things that just like move me to tears and not because it's like, you know, something I watched on the internet. It's like, a song that I'm hearing or like a poem that I'm reading that I'm like, whoa, that is uh, like incredible or like, you know, the crunchy leaves or like the sun, like I'm watching right now, like the sun on the ferns outside my window as they're like kind of twisting. I'm like, oh, that's like really beautiful. And that's like just for me. (laughs) And I don't have to snap a picture of it and put it on the internet. I can if I want to, but like, that's a moment that like it's like a snapshot for me so anyways lots of like ramblings but I feel like I just need to pause and wonder a little bit and like soak in the beauty of the world and I think for the last couple years it's like this narrative like the world is horrible people are and terrible you're a horrible person <laughs> you're a horrible person everyone's horrible like we're all we're going dying. down in yeah. fiery and, and like I'm not saying like I'm sticking my hand 
in my head in the sand that like there are terrible things aren't happening and there that terrible things don't happen and there aren't horrible people. But like, man, what a way to live, right? Like mm-hmm. just seeing that or focusing on that, like, I don't know, it's not for me, you know? Like I wanna shift my perspective and like lean into like the goodness. So how can anyways. anyone do any good if they're stuck in this? Like everything is, it's hopeless. You right. can't make a change. You can't right. be better yourself, your kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's our biggest responsibility. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's see the wonder and, and model that for our kids. You know? Totally. Totally. Have you heard of Foria? It's a company that is loved far and wide by folks who've had their sex lives transformed by these holistic, powerful products. And now I see why. They've been especially wonderful through this postpartum period for me when a little extra lubrication is key. Rusty and I have used the Intimacy Sex Oil with CBD and it's the perfect lube to provide all natural moisture with 400 milligrams of broad spectrum CBD to enhance arousal, soothe and excite. We also love the Awaken Arousal Oil. And of course, all four of your products are free of added chemicals and only made from two organically grown ingredients. And you know what's sexy? Discomfort-free, top-notch, pleasurable intimacy. I want to be totally honest, being married 10 years plus two kids later, sex and intimacy has definitely seen its ups and downs for us, but there's no shame in exploring different ways and products that enhance our sexual experiences, which is why we're so excited to announce we're partnering with Foria, a company using all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. We are all about the Awaken Arousal Oil with CBD, which is a topical oil to enhance pleasure, discomfort and help increase sensitivity for people with vulvas that's me you can use it solo or with a partner and it is next level sexy time has definitely leveled up over here plus cbd used topically helps increase blood flow relax muscles and ease tension and manage discomfort gently and naturally all around wins so awesome friends i can't recommend for you enough I think it's time to treat yourself to deeper, fuller pleasure and connection, both on your own and with your partner. And these products are your ticket to all of that. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com forward slash modern mamas or use code modern mamas at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash modern mamas for 20% off your first order. Enjoy. So those are deep thoughts from Jess. This <laughs> I love just the bit about too, about like not having to share everything on the internet. Like yeah. I'm, I'm falling into this place where like I will catch, I won't even be on there until mm. like two in the afternoon. Mm. And I just not sharing a thing in stories except for maybe like reposting like our podcast mm-hmm. reel, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, mm-hmm. it feels so good to have it be an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And then one thing mm-hmm. that it, that's been kind of fun to do is like what Evie, you know, after school we'll talk at dinner, like rosebud and thorn. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I haven't been on here all day, but I can super quickly share like a highlight mm-hmm. hard and what I'm looking forward to. And like, that can be my content for the day. And it still feels very connecting and like mm-hmm. there's solidarity and then people share theirs. And so I just, I love the internet thing. Like I am like savoring, I've really over the past two weeks, especially taking much more time away and being significantly more intentional about it. Like I have moved, I used to, I will totally admit this. Like I would see something beautiful or cool or the kid, the kids would be doing something really sweet or funny. And I'd be like, hold on. And I'll you know, I want to take, mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. capture this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I can take a mental snapshot and I don't have to share. And not that I was sharing like every intimacy of our life, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just like moving away from that headspace. So, like, I don't even, it doesn't even, I won't, I don't know where my phone is half the time because I'm working from my computer. <laughs> like the CrossFit stuff I think has been really good for me because I have something that's just like, I can sit down and like focus and mm-hmm. let go of the social, all the other things. And then when it's time to come to social media and radical roots, like 
I, it's just making compartmentalizing that much mm-hmm. easier because I can't multitask when I'm doing this like mm-hmm. really cool creative work. So anyways, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, yes, I hear you on that because how cool and freeing to not have to share, not, and not that we ever had to, but not even mm-hmm. have the urge to share everything on the internet. Totally. Totally. I, 100%. I'm still learning that because you're right. It's like, I will catch myself being like, wait, wait, like, let me go grab my phone so I can like snap yeah. this. And also as my, I've shared this before, as my kids get older, especially Cammy is like, I don't want you to. Mm-hmm. And that is like, whoa, stop seeing my tracks. Like, why am I doing this? Like, I, I get it. Like people love to see them and they're great kids and it's part of our life. It's part of our life. I have to remind myself. It's not just mm-hmm. part of my life that I'm sharing. Like she doesn't want to be on the internet. Like she's beautiful, wonderful. Like I want to show everyone like her singing and her dancing and her playing the keyboard and just being like just a wonderful little kid, but she doesn't want me to. And yeah. that's, I started only taking pictures of Evie when she says, mama, take a picture. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm at now for the most Mm -hmm. part. And she does sometimes like she was super excited about her thousand hours outside t-shirt that she wore yesterday to jujitsu and she wanted me to, Mm -hmm. and that's the only picture I got of her all day, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's just, that's, that's the way that it is. And I'm also trying to be more intentional with Indy too, not always taking pictures of everything. Cause I, I want her to see my face smiling at her, not you know, the phone. <laughs> yeah. And again, like no judgment. Like it's like, no. I, I want, I I, it's want a process. Like, I'm going to yeah. take pictures of some things because yes. I, you know, it's important, but at the same time, not all the things all the time. Yeah. You know? It's a process. I think of unwinding mm-hmm. ourselves from that like way of thinking. And especially when it's like part of your quote unquote job. Well, yeah, that's the hard part. There is, both of us have gone through seasons where it's like, it's scary financially. Mm-hmm. And it's our, the boundaries are so weird and blurred for us. So blurred. We share so much of our life and that's how we garner and generate income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place to be. And it seems like we're both kind of on route to just have better boundaries about that. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of times people ask me something and I'm like, Oh, I'll talk like, for instance, I, there's a question that I do want to answer before we round out. Like, and so, and I said this already, like, Oh, I'll talk about that on the next podcast episode. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, I also don't necessarily need to like answer every question in DMS or again, explain all the intimacies of my life on Instagram. That's where I share the deeper stuff and our life and our family stuff here and in my newsletter mm-hmm. versus, you know, social media is just more of like the, you get the surface and not like I'm lying or being inauthentic. I'm just not sharing at all. <laughs> yeah. I think if there's, if someone said something, oh, I'm going to butcher it. It was like, there's magic in the like unwitnessed moments or something mm-hmm. like that. And it like hit me. I was like, yeah, why does... So like just because people see it and see that it happened doesn't make it any like more magical than like if it's just shared mm-hmm. like between me and another person or me and my family or just me and myself. Like I don't know, processing a lot, working through a lot around totally. that. Have Sundays helped you with that? Because they have for me. For oh, sure. totally. And we've gotten a little bit off on our Sundays, but just because like the holidays and stuff, but like they really, really, really have. And so it was nice having Indy's birthday on a Sunday and Christmas uh, and Christmas. I shared like cinnamon rolls cause you know, cinnamon rolls, but for the most part, like it just tried to like for Indy's birthday, I was off and it just, it's, it's such a nice practice. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you started that and shared it here and that we picked it up and have kind of made it our, you know, our own, but it's, it's so cool. The sacred Sunday, man. I know. I'm just going to throw this out there. If anyone is just kind of like struggling with planning on something to do, like in the new year, like they're thinking they want to start habits or they want to like change something. One really easy 
I mean, it's not easy. It, it can be difficult at first. It eventually becomes easy and amazing. But like one thing to consider is like considering an offline time. If, even if it's not Sunday, if it's a different day that works for you and your family's rhythms, like, ugh, I just, it's so it's huge. impactful. And for us, it's, it's, I mean, it's not like a hard and fast, like no screens, no anything. Like we'll, we'll have our phones throughout the day. And like, especially if we want to look something up or like mm-hmm. share, like find a recipe and that kind of stuff. But it's like social media just mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. and that feels really good. You know, we'll watch one movie in the evenings, but it's just a lot of family time and a lot of outside time. And it's, oh, it's so great. You guys gotta like take it and make it your own. But I think even just having a no social media day for people, mm-hmm even that could be just one intention to set for the year or for this, for the season, for the month, for the week, mm-hmm. try it, you know, mm-hmm. just because you say you're going to do something doesn't, we all reserve the right to change our mind. Totally. And that's one thing I think is that's weird about the new year is like people set these intentions and then it doesn't work. And then there's this guilt or this feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. It's like, you didn't fail. It didn't work. You can change your mind and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I do, it's a weird societal thing right now that I see all the time. And I've had people reach out and be like, oh, I think it's just so cool that like you decided that you didn't want to move. And even though you'd shared it everywhere and committed and told people, you didn't go. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't the right choice for us. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I have like zero, I, I like unapologetic about that. The only person I would you know need to apologize to would be my mother-in-law, but she was on the same page and that was like a beautiful conversation. It was very symbiotic. So as far as like telling the world or the internet something and then changing my mind, zero apologies. Totally. Unless I've like harmed someone and yeah. you know, and that's different, but yeah, you can change your mind and Yeah, that's okay. Tim talks about it all the time. We talk about it together. This idea of like a sunk cost fallacy that you've, mm-hmm. you have to see something through because you've invested X amount of time or money or energy or thought or preparation. And it's just, it's not true. I mean, I spent so much money on my education, which I was still paying off to this day. And I'm so, I'm so glad I did it during that time. It was obviously what I needed and what was the next steps in my path. But like, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of feelings around leaving all of that behind because it felt like I put all this energy and effort into this job and this career that was like literally sucking me dry and leaving me like a shell of a human being. (laughs) But it was like, damn it, I'm going to stick this out if it kills me until I, you know, I made that decision and we start to abandon that, that this idea of sunk cost fallacy, because you've invested X amount of time, you have to finish. And it's not like a pass to like quit when things are hard. Like, I think there's a, a difference, right? Like, there are challenges that we need to work through to overcome because it's the right thing to do. But then there are other things where it's like, no, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, we can pivot, we can change our mind. So yes, jumping on the back of that soapbox and finishing off with that little nugget there. I love it. (laughs) I'm at that stage of the morning where Evie walks out and says, mama, my light's on. <laughs> I think I need to set her light back to 7.15 on mm. Thursday, specifically when we're recording. <laughs> Do you, if you need oh, to go, it. that's cool. Did you, you said you had a question. I, I know oh, we kind yeah, of like rambled. Did, did you want to answer? As Evie comes out from a full night sleeping in her bed, I have gotten so many questions lately. And I think it's because I've been talking, like when I do share the rosebud and thorn, sometimes the thorn is like, ah, oh, it's kind of a rough night's sleep. But there's always a but for me because I, I just reminding myself, like I, you know, I got super reflective. It's our last first birthday. It's like, this is our last baby. Mm-hmm. And so even those rough nights, I always wake up reminded, like she needed me last night. Like I, you know, and so anyways, I've been sharing a lot of that journey. And to be, a lot of people have asked, like, cause we bed share, we have for both girls have gotten tons of questions about the transition. Cause I think people have this deep seated fear societally driven that if you bed share, 
or like nurse your baby at night or that kind of thing, they're never going to transition. They're never going to sleep in their own bed. And I get that because sometimes it feels like it's forever. But our experience was pretty seamless. We didn't do it till she was three. Cause you know, we like, we moved into a van, shared a bed when she was 18 months and didn't really settle into a home with more than one bedroom until she was three years old. And even then it was a slower transition for us. Like we, she had her own room and her own bed and she was excited. So she'd go to bed in there. And then in the middle of the night, she'd wake up at, we don't even know what time she'd climb out, climb into our bed. We'd wake up in the morning and she was in our bed. But then when I got pregnant, we knew like we have a queen and we knew we were going to bed share with Indy. And so we had to make that transition. And what'd you think about that? (laughs) <laughs> so it started with her coming in, you know, as, as she knew and, and daddy. And then I think in the beginning I had to be the one to walk her back because it just had to be that way for a little bit. And then we transitioned to daddy was the one to walk her back. And then over time, you know, daddy would walk her back, kiss her, come back to bed or lay with her if she needed it. And then over time, and it didn't take that long, she started sleeping through the night and like now she'll wake up, go to the bathroom, go back to bed, or she'll wake up if she's got like growing pains or, or a bad dream or whatever, she'll come in and she'll, huh. And Rusty will walk her back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and most of the time she just sleeps at the night. And we have an alarm in her room that's like a amber light that slowly comes on at 7.05. And she knows that that's when it's time to come out. So even if she's she's just a dream, like if she wakes up before her light, she'll just play in her bedroom until the light comes on and then she comes out. So if you're – and I, I also know that I've had some people reach out who have like two under two and they're bed sharing with two kids. And I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's like to transition a two-year-old into their own bed because we never did that. So mm-hmm. – you know, understanding that my journey is my journey, it's our journey, and this is what worked well for us. But I just kind of wanted to share that experience because it's it was very smooth for us. And if you if you're in it right now and you're bed sharing and you're like, oh my gosh, I will say though that I night weaned at 17 months because she was nursing like all night long, <laughs> and so I night weaned actually in the van. We were living in the van, or it was 18 months it must have been. We were actually parked outside my friend Kelsey's house because we were visit- visiting them. And it took two nights and because we do the aware parenting, like crying arms thing. And I, I talked her through it. I wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't that hard, but night weaning, I think for me made bed sharing long-term a lot easier because I wasn't nursing all night. And she started sleeping longer stretches once she stopped nursing throughout the night. And Indy's mm-hmm. a different story. She nurses twice. I don't feel like any sort of push or call to night wean at this point, but yeah, that's our situation. And so I just wanted to share because I have gotten a, like a, an extraordinary number of questions about that lately and some from some mamas who have like a brand new baby. And I will also say the bed, our bed sharing saga, again, our journey with Evie, you know, there was a little bit more anxiety as a brand new parent of a tiny, tiny human. So we tried a lot of other things. We tried like having the asker and Embla between us with her in that. We tried the like side spinner swinger basket thing that you can like sw- or swivel and none of it really worked until I just committed to bringing her in bed. And so with Indy, from the very beginning, she slept a few nights in the Moses basket, but mostly that was like a fun place just to kind of have her around the house with us, a place to set her down and, and have her be safe in there. But for the most part, it was just like right from the get-go. She was just between us in bed without any swaddles or doohickeys or anything, just just in her, her onesie jammies and with us right by her. And so just sharing that too, in case that resonates with you, not saying that's what you should do, follow your gut and your intuition, but just some, some sleep stuff that has been coming to the forefront and DMs a lot. And so I figured I would share that here. Yeah. And just not, not to like go off too much with this, but like our two sleeping experiences were radically different. Like with our kiddos where one was like, we were very dedicated to crib sleeping and it was for the best for this particular kid and like that particular situation. And then the second kiddo, Cammie, 
it was the same. Like she pretty much slept with us from like day one. I mean, everyone got so much like a good, great sleep. She was like not a restless sleeper like like Bear was. Very much like she fed like twice a night and like we were able to sleep and you know, it was all it, it was an easier transition to the crib beside our bed and then an easier transition to like the her crib in a shared bedroom with her brother. Like it was just it's so interesting. But, like, also give yourself permission to try different things that work for you and your family and your particular kiddos. Because, man, like, sometimes you think you got it figured out <laughs> with a lot of different things, not just with sleep. And then your other kiddo comes along and you're like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> this is nothing and like it was before. a perfect way to bring it back to, like, unapologetically changing your yes, mind. <laughs> totally. Totally, you know? totally, totally. So. Uh, there's so much power in that. Like you mm-hmm. don't owe anybody anything. You, I mean, you owe yourself mm-hmm. you're, to honor your gut. You owe your kids like to be the best you can for them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> your partner, you know, yeah. mutual respect and love. But yeah. my goodness, I think the internet's been a really weird, it's been great in so many ways, but it's been weird in that it's created this like virtue signaling and like shaming into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. feeling like we owe people so much and mm-hmm. there's a sense of entitlement and I'm not speaking to my audience specifically mm-hmm. or like any of you listening by any means I don't right. I don't actually feel that I don't in my world. I don't either no but I, I've talked to a lot of people see, who yeah. have I see it so I rampant it. especially yeah. with like larger accounts where I'm just like mm-hmm. whoa this person has no grace or space to make mistakes totally. which we all do every yeah. one of us even the the people who are pointing fingers and it's like man <laughs> What a, a, I don't know. It's just like, what a terrible way to to have to live, to be so afraid to make a mistake. You're going to get like, just totally. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. I thought we were kind of past that. I will say, (laughs) I'm just going to end with this. I did. It's been so long, but I got like a witch hunt hunt DM and comment. Like, I'm not going to say who or what it was about because it's not worth the energy, but like telling me like I shouldn't be following or engaging with some other person because they're doing this thing or follow this person. I'm like, man. I thought we were past that. (laughs) I thought we were too, but it's going to, it's going to happen, but we come to the new year and with a a new vibe of like, again, just following our guts and doing what feels best for us and our families first Mm -hmm. and sharing our journeys and doing so hopefully inspiring in some capacity, even when we mess up, just reminding that it's okay. And that the good and the the hard will all kind of coexist. So yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Cool. That was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys have a fantastic week and we'll see yeah. you next week, I think, with a happy guest new episode. Year. And yeah. happy new year. I'm and... recording with Rusty tomorrow uh, oh. where he's going to tell his version of Indie Story. So that should be. It's going to be so great. It's been a while since we've had, you should have Tim on. I should. I just did like a call for questions too. So it'll be, it's been a while since we've like interviewed the dads, the yeah. modern daddies. Totally. I love it. Absolutely. Okay, I feel like I just keep talking as you say goodbye, so bye. A long goodbye. (laughs) All right, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Bye.